Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a duo cast is what we call this, but just Brian and I, we're going to talk about retirement plans. So don't fall asleep, but this will be for the individual that just is an employee. And then we're going to try to uh, dovetail this to the business owner. Uh, so for people who maybe own a business, this is another option that you can do to one, accumulate money, but also um, potentially uh, lower your tax burden. So, Brian, what are your initial thoughts early on in the podcast? Early on, it's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. It's gorgeous. Um, the birds are chirping, and I'm going to try to keep everybody awake with retirement plans. There you go. <laughs> also, we should probably tell you this that we shot this in 2022. So, if you're listening to this and it's uh, closer to 2023, some of the numbers might have changed. So, I think that is yeah. a good. Um, this one isn't. Some of the concepts are evergreen and some of it's going to be, you know, not evergreen. So, yeah. Okay. I want to start with individuals because I feel like there's a lot of uh, listeners that are just individuals. There's a lot of business owners too, but we're going to try to fly through this. It's kind of like a high level, what you can do with a retirement plan, what kind of our recommendations are um, normally to people. And that's again, normal. Um, We'd sometimes have caveats, but kind of give recommendations of what you should do with your own current 401k plan if your employer provides it. Right. So let's start there. Where do we start? And this is for informational purposes only. If you want a specific plan, call us. Yeah. <laughs> so, great point. But we're just trying to speak in general terms and make people aware of what their options are. Uh, yeah. We're not trying to give financial advice in this podcast. So I'll caveat that. That's good. Um, That's the best like uh, compliance. <laughs> Good job. So there's lots of different plans and lots of people fall under, you know, several different uh, structures. And so we just kind of want to walk through the main structure. So like if you're an employee, you don't own a business and you're part of an employer plan, you're probably going to fall into one of these four, I would say, maybe okay. five. We'll go five. Okay. So the first one is a simple IRA plan. And a simple IRA plan is exactly as it sounds. It's an individual IRA that's simple for the employer to manage. It is not a 401k plan. So the limits on a simple IRA are different than a 401k. They're smaller. Um, but principally, principle-wise, it kind of works very similar to a 401k in the sense that you can make an employee contribution. And for 2022, that number was 14000 a year. And the catch-up, so if you're over 50 years old, the government allows you to put in a little bit extra that's 3000 So total, you can put in 17000 Right. So that's a simple IRA. Let's jump in, to... Wait, let's just talk normally in simple IRAs. Your employer matches up to 3%. Meaning, right. if you only put 1% of your salary in, your employer only matches 1%. If you put up 6%, your employer only matches 3%. 
So Correct. that's usually kind of how that works. The thing we hate about simples, and we have a lot of simple IRAs that we administer, so I'm not saying we don't do them, but you, if you start a simple IRA, the money is trapped in there for two years. So just know that, that it's a two-year commitment if you start contributing to a simple IRA. Okay. Um, not the worst thing in the world if you like your employer and you want to keep going, but just something to know. Yep. Good. Um, okay. If you like have a simple, here's my question to you, Brian. Saying. Yeah, Can you have another IRA outside the simple? Yeah. So okay. I think we'll hit this on the front end and then let's hit this on the back end as a reiteration. Yep. As an employee, no matter what type of covered employment you have, covered meaning you're covered by an employer retirement plan, mm-hmm. you can only put away $20,500 for 2022 as an employee. If you If you are over 50, then that number goes up because of the catch-up. But there's a federal limit of how much you can put in to like a simple IRA and an IRA. Like if you want to only get the match in the simple IRA and put in the 3% to get the 3%, but then you want to contribute like another 6,000 to an IRA, you can do that. Uh, All of that's going to be disclosed on your tax return. And you want your uh, tax preparer, if that's you or somebody else, to kind of watch those limits and, and adding those things up to make sure they don't exceed your federal allowable limit annually. Right. And for 2022, that is 20,500 if you're under 50. If you're yep. over 50, that is 27,000. Yeah, and I so. I want to double check that with our account because I don't know I think that's right, but I want okay. to double well, check, check your that. tax person. We aren't tax people, but right. Seems like that. So, okay. but yeah, I feel comfortable with the 20,500, but I don't know about the catch up. Um, okay. So anyways, actually ask your accountant on that one, but there's so many rules to all this. Like that's why we caveat it. Cause it's like, and they change this stuff every year. So it's a lot to keep track of, but Brutal. let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's a simple. So the next three are all the same structure. It just depends on what industry you're in. So if a safe Harbor 401k, we really won't do a 401k for a business owner unless they do safe Harbor. And what safe harbor means is that, you know, basically you're saying, hey, I'm going to give my employees certain provisions within this 401k plan so that we don't really have to get audited. And it kind of just takes some of the red tape out of it. And uh, it's basically confirming you're going to give like a certain percentage of a match. I don't want to get into all that because there's certain ways. There's a lot of different ways to structure it. But you're basically agreeing to certain standards of your 401k to limit the red tape and the chance of being audited and all of that. And it also affords the business owner to put away, you know, potentially more money. So we'll kind of right. just leave it there. But I a would 401k, say this, though, cause I think it's important that employers understand that when an employee or not, when employee understands that and when an employer starts a 401k, there is a lot of red tape. There's a lot of just rules they have to follow. Yeah. My question to you, Brian, is why is there so many rules? I, you know, (laughs) I think it's a pay to play type situation. Um, The more money you're allowed to put away, the more rules there are. Right. Right. And so the government, you know, just they just passed this bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, that's going to bring on 87,000 IRS agents, which is just mind boggling. Um, But the government wants their money. And so the more they're allowing you to put away within these plans, the more red tape there is to protect the employees so that the, you know, bad evil business owner isn't, you know, 
putting all this money away and not avoiding tax, but I mean, these are, these are black and white tax deductions, but making sure right. that they're not doing it, um, you know, at the peril of their employees. So right. there's, there's certain provisions to protect the employees as a business owner is allowed to put away more money. So, and I okay. think that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree too. But there are just a lot of red, <laughs> red right. tape and a lot of different things that they have to do balances, audits that could be performed. That's why it gets a little bit, I don't know, sketchy. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people just go to the simple IRA. Then you go up to the 401k because when the 401k is introduced, there are fees involved. So, okay, keep going. Um, okay. So in general, the 401k is a retirement plan structure for for-profit companies. So Wells Fargo, Costco, uh, Verizon, big principal. Yeah. All, them. all like if, John you, Deere. if you work for a for-profit company, the 401k is the structure that is probably going to be used. Got it. If you're in healthcare, like uh, if you're work for a hospital, you're like a nurse or a doctor, uh, or you work for like a school system, uh, any of that type of stuff. Uh, and then also nonprofit. So if you work for like, I don't know, junior achievement or, you know, meals of the heartland, whatever charitable organization, all those are utilizing a 403 B. So a 403 B is the same structure as a 401 K. It's just dependent on what type of business entity you're working for. Nice. Uh, universities also yep. use a 403 B. Um, structure uh, as well. So if you're in that type of employment, again, covered employment, you're probably going to be under a 403B retirement plan. It works very similarly and is basically the same thing as a 401k. The 401k is just for for-profit companies. Then the last structure that is similar to those is what we call a 457 plan. And that covers government employees. So if you work for the post office or the you know, any type of government agency, you're covered under the 457 plan. They're all pretty similar in structure. It's just, again, industry dependent on on where you fall in terms of your covered employment. Right. Good. So in the 401k, let's kind of just focus there. Um, the limit for 2022 is 20500 as an employee with a 6500 catch-up so if you're over 50, you can put $27,000 away in your 401k and deduct it. Mm-hmm. So, and again, we're speaking in terms of like the simple IRA, the 401k, the 403b, and the 457. These are all tax deductible contributions or pre-tax is another word for it, or traditional 401k, um, qualified plan. All these terms are the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's meaning that you're taking the tax deduction on your contribution now deferring that tax to when you take the money out. And when you take the money out, it's fully taxable. With a 401k, there is a Roth provision. Now it's like very standard. Pretty much any 401k should have a Roth 401k feature. And and as an employee, you can put money in the Roth 401k and the limits are the same. Your employer match will be on the on the qualified side or the pre-tax side because the business owner is taking that tax deduction. So if the business owner in the 401k is matching you 4%, he's deducting that as the business owner, as an expense to the business. And that's why it's going into the pre-tax bucket. So even if you put your part in the Roth, the match is going to go in the pre-tax bucket. Which is important because I think Roth IRAs outside of 401k plan have a lot of uh, 
regulations. A lot lower. Yeah, yeah a lot and lower there's a lot lower. A lot lower limit, too, that you can put Limits in. Limits that you can put in. And then if you make over such and such an amount, you can't contribute to them. In a 401k, all that goes out the window. So Yeah. So if you're high net worth and you own a business and you want to do Roth, you got to set up a 401k. Um, so there's, there's ways to do that. Um, you know, anyways, we can kind of get into that if you had specific questions, but, um, there's a way to kind of basically put in three times more money into the Roth 401k than just having a Roth, you know, IRA, but, um, that's kind of more of a specific conversation. So those, those three types, the 401k, the 403b and the 457 are all generally the same kind of type. It just depends on where you work. So we have the simple, the 401k, the 403b, the 457. And then the last main Let's go back. Here, I want to say one thing because we talked about this as a simple. Remember that their employee then contributes to normally some kind of uh, match in those. Would you agree? Yeah, there's typically a match yep. um, in all of them. Yeah. Right. I think the government plan, like the federal government matches 6%. Right. And that depends on, and that's what you have to ask to your employer, what it is, what is the match? And so kind of understand that. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Nope. That's good. So the last one I would say of the five main retirement plans, you're probably going to be under is a SEP IRA. A SEP IRA is typically for, um, more of like a, I would say probably like a family owned business where you have multiple family members that you want to put money away for, um, probably fewer non, uh, family employees. And the reason that is, is because whatever the business owner puts into their SEP, they have to do as a percentage of salary to your SEP. So it's not as traditionally used where you have multiple employees because it's very expensive for the business owner to put away lots of money. So a SEP is really good for, you know, single member businesses, like there's only one person and they're using contractors, which they don't have to put away for contractors, or you have multiple family members within a business and the, you know, they obviously want everyone in the family to benefit. Uh, so that's kind of typically what a SEP is used for. Um, and so, yeah, and it's an individual IRA plan and I'm trying to look, yeah, it's a simplified employee pension plan. Um, but the pension term is kind of deceiving because you can invest a SEP into pretty much anything you want, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, right. bonds, um, annuities, whatever. So the SEP is really cool from an investment standpoint because it's very flexible. You can invest it in anything you want. So that one is probably the most uh, open architecture of the five, whereas a simple IRA typically you know, you're relegated to kind of like mutual funds or a brokerage account, 401k, 403b, and uh, 457 is typically all mutual funds uh, unless you open or your plan has a self-directed brokerage account feature, which we talked about in kind of our Howard uh, podcast, um, you know, where you can move money into a brokerage account within the 401k and kind of expand your investment horizon or lineup that you have access to. But that's kind of a separate mm-hmm. point. Good. Okay. So those are the so five, I would say, main plans that 99% of America is covered by. Right. And I think it's good to just know and there's more than those five, but I think just highlighting the most yeah. uses is the better way to go. Yeah. All right. Now let's move to a business owner and then kind of talk through kind of like, hey, if you're here in your business, this one might be helpful for you. And this is why. 
Um, and then I would, I would do really want to uh, focus on the defined benefits uh, and the cash balance plan at some point. That'll be cut at the end. But let's yeah. go through this. Now, as a business owner, different perspective, and it might even be good for employees to hear this because this is the way that we're at least counseling uh, business owners uh, in order to bring out this benefit. Yeah. So we kind of try to just draw the line in the sand from a numbers perspective and like what your high level goal is really to us. There's really two main reasons a business owner adopts um, a retirement plan. One is he wants to put money away typically and deduct it, or they could do Roth. Um, If you're a younger business owner, no kids, you're in a low tax environment. You want to keep doing Roth. It's a great thing. As you get older, though, you pay more tax. You know, a lot of our business owners are using the 401k structure to reduce tax. But the simple is kind of where we start. If you have multiple non-family member employees, like one to 10, if the business owner is not going to put away, you remember they contribute as well, like an employee. So if you remember on the simple, the limit for 2022 is 14,000. And so if the business owner is not going to max out or get to the upper threshold of what you can put away in a simple, then a simple is probably a good bet. Um, you know, so you're putting away the 14,000 for yourself plus 3% of your salary. Let's just say you're paying yourself a hundred grand a year, you know, that's three grand. So that's 17,000 you could put away in a simple, like if you're only going to do, you know, five, 10, 12 simple is probably a really low cost, great way to get coverage in terms of retirement plan offer a benefit to your employees and start putting away money for yourself. There's no Roth feature in a simple IRA. So it's one dimensional in terms of you're forced to take the tax deduction. Now money goes in, will be taxed later. And there's a two year requirement. Once you start a simple, you got to do it for two years. So Good. that's kind now, of where let's the line say is. Why a business owner might not want to contribute it fully. It's because they're still growing the business. They mm-hmm. want to have a benefit. They want to be able to use that to attract people to their business, but at the end of the day, they have either a lower budget or they're pouring all their money back into the business to grow the business even bigger. So that's that's the second reason uh, an employer starts a retirement plan is employee retention and benefits. Like uh, we have several young business owners that have simples or 401ks. They're not maxing them out because they are trying to, you know, still buy their dream house. They're still, they got young kids. They, you know, they've got student loan debt. They're trying to pay off. You have, now money type things you're trying to accomplish. So packing a retirement plan does cost you liquidity and you do do get a tax deduction, but there's only so much cash to go around when you're a young business owner sometimes. So the other main reason to start a plan though is employee retention and, you know, giving a benefit to your, to your people to retain talent. So those are the two main reasons. Typically someone starts a retirement plan and as you age, you know, then it becomes typically more and more about putting money away for yourself, still maintaining a, a value and benefit to your employees. But uh, that's typically kind of how it goes. Um, so anyways, if you can put away more than the 17000 or you're over 50 and you can put away more than like 20000 then you really want to just step into a 401k plan, in our opinion. Uh, unless you're a single owner and you're kind of, you could do a SEP or a solo 401k um, but yeah, like we're typically recommending a safe Harbor 401k for business owners with more than, you know, two to five employees. And they want to put away more than 18 to $20,000 a year. Perfect. All right, let's move on. 
So if you want to max out the 401k, there's, we kind of have a document. Um, we call it the cake, three layer cake, but it kind of compares a simple and a 401k. But I kind of explained this after a hundred times. I'm like, we need a visual aid for this because it's just so, so uh, mind numbing to explain this. So I kind of just came up with the concept of a three layer cake. We're all familiar with eating cake and we're all familiar with layered cake. So the bottom layer is your employee contribution. And we kind of already touched on in 2022, you can put away 20,500. If you're over 50, that's 6,500 additional. So 27,000. So as a business owner, you're an employee of your company. Uh, you can put away 27,000, you know, as long as your salary, your W2 salary is above 27,000. You can and put away 27,000. Yeah. And you're over 50 right. without involving your employees, without involving your match, whatever you, you can just do that. So, you know, let's say you're paying yourself a hundred grand, you do a 4% match. There's another 4,000. So there's 31,000 you can put away and deduct as a business owner in one year. Then uh, under this design, the last, so the first layer of the cake is the employee contribution and the catch-up. So that's, that's the 27,000. The match is the middle layer of the cake. That's the three to 4%, depending on how you design your, your plan. And we kind of walk people through that once once you um, you know want to move forward with that, we customize the 401k plan. There's lots of different things you can customize setting up your plan. And anyways, we can go walk you through that. But the match is the middle layer of the cake. Then the third layer of the cake is what we call profit sharing. And that's where you get to the end of the year, you got a pile of cash, the business went well, you want to put more money away and get rid of it, squirrel it away. But the government, kind of like that SEP where you have to give a percentage to your employees if you do a percentage to yourself, that's how that third layer works is you got to do it pro rata. So if you do, you know, a certain amount for yourself, you got to do that pro rata based on salary and age and everything for your staff. And our 401k companies kind of model all that out for you so you know exactly what's going to happen to the penny. But it allows you to put away about 70 cents on the dollar would go to the business owner. So if he says, I want to put in an additional... 10 grand in profit sharing, 7,000 of that's probably going to go into his 401k and the 3,000 will get spread around the other employees. So, um, but those three layers of the cake can not add up to more than 67,500 in one year for that business owner. So that three layer cake cannot add up to more than 67,500 if you're over 50. If you're under 50, it's only 61,000 because you don't have that $6,500 catch up. Right. Okay, good. So that's it's kind really of the good. line in the sand for the 401k is 67,500. Which it could be surprising for some business owners to be like, wait, you can put that much money in one of these for like retirement accounts. The answer is yeah. yes. You have to structure them correctly, but you absolutely can. And we help that. We help a lot of business owners do that. So yeah, it's helpful. And with the match and with the profit sharing, if your limit is 67,500, the total that you're probably going to have to put into the plan, you know, is somewhere between, depending on your payroll and everything, you know, it's probably somewhere between 75,000 and 100,000. Right. But, but 67,500 of that is going into your account and you're deducting the full amount of all of that against your business income. So that's kind of, that's kind of the line in the sand there with the 401k. Good. All right. So <clears throat> what else do we can cover there? And then I think we need to go into the ice cream scoop on yeah. the birthday I cake. I think the last thing I'd say as for the business owner, that's really powerful is, and, and the employee side of this should know this too, to contribute to a retirement plan as an employee, the money has to go through payroll. So let's say you inherit like a quarter million dollars 
from a relative and you have it sitting in your bank and you start working at some place in October and you're like, Hey, you're in the 401k. You have three months before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you say like, oh, I want to put 20, you know, let's just say you're over 50. I want to put 27,000, you know, into the 401k before the end of the year to get the tax deduction. Cause I have all this money sitting in my bank. You can't do mm-hmm. that. Uh, it has to come through payroll. So what you could do is move your, you know, withholding up to like 90% and withhold 90% of your salary into the 401k. And then, you know, if you, whatever you don't get there, you know, you can put the rest in an IRA and deduct it that way. And so it'd kind of be a hybrid. And then the following year, you know, you would set your withholding to get up to the max of the 27,000 out of your paycheck, that type of thing. But Anyways, my point is to contribute to a covered employer plan, you have to do it through payroll as an employee. As a business owner, you get to put money in the back door at the end of the year. So let's say it's 2022. It's over. It's January 2023. You're counting all the, you know, acorns you made. You know, let's say you're sitting on a million dollars cash. You had a really great year. And you say, I got to put some of this away. I want to put a hundred grand into the 401k. You can do that in a lump sum for the tax year 2022 and you know we'll show you kind of a to the penny proposal of where that money will go most of it will go into yours then you know portion goes into the employees but we can true up that three-layer cake so your employee contribution let's just say you put in you know a thousand dollars a month for over the course of the year through payroll thousand dollars a month you got twelve thousand in there but your limit is sixty seven thousand five hundred we can dump in that other money in 2023 for 2022 because you're the business owner. So it's very flexible in that sense of evaluating at the end of the year and or post year what you made, what you want, what you're going to pay in taxes, what you want to put away, what you want to keep, you know, what you want to take out in distributions, all that stuff we can do on the back end. Um, you know, you don't have to do that through payroll. So from that aspect of it, it's a great planning tool to have a safe harbor 401k open and vice versa. Let's say you have a terrible year and you can only put in 10 <laughs> right. grand or, you know, some little amount, then you just do that too. But the plan is open for your employees and for you to put away that money. Uh, and every year you get to decide how much you dump in there. So it's, it's a really great planning tool at year end for business owners to manage cash flow, taxes, you know, and, and putting money away for yourself and, diversifying out of the equity of your business. Okay. That's good. All right. right, Let's move on to the big, the ice cream on ice cream scoop. (laughs) And let's probably caveat this by saying like, this is for the business owner. That's like (laughs) established. Yeah. You're cruising and you know, you're going to cruise next year too, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. Like it's, things are going well and maybe you're just getting railed with taxes and you just need to try to put as much money away as possible. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. So we kind of, you know, there's only really two types of money. There's now money and later money. So this cash balance pension plan, and there's a lot of different variations for this. There's like eight different variations of this, but in the majority, it comes down to most of the time the business owner is using a cash balance pension plan. And it's also uh, can be defined as like a defined benefit plan. So a 401k is really called a defined contribution plan because you're putting the money in there. This is a little bit different. It's a defined benefit plan. You're you're saying like us as a company is, you know, putting away a benefit for our executives. So think if like you worked at Costco 
And, you know, they have a board of directors, they have all this formality at the C-suite and running the business. It's not like a small business. And the guy's making, you know, $10 million a year. He doesn't need any more money, but the compensation package to attract that guy it's like, hey, we're going to put $3 million away a year into a defined benefit plan for you so that when you retire, you're going to have even more money. Um, and you can do this as a small business owner too. So, But typically, we're using this when you don't really – like your now money is good. Like your house is paid off. Your yeah, business is right. paid off. You know, you got the second home. You don't – there's just not a lot. Like the kid's college is paid for. Like you don't need any more cash flow out of the business. Mm-hmm. You want to put money away. Typically, you know, we're doing this with people, I would say over 50, 55, you know, maybe 45, uh, you know, really in the mid forties, most business owners, it seems like flip where, okay, I'm good. I've got the house. I got the car I want, you know, our kids are in school. I got the cash flow that I need. I want to start putting money away and I want to put more than six figures away for myself. Um, we kind of showed you with the profit sharing, the 401k, to max that out for yourself, and especially if your spouse is in the business, it's going to cost you about a hundred grand. So if you're saying I want to do more than that, you need to set up uh, like a defined benefit plan or a cash balance pension plan. We kind of call that in our analogy of the three layer cake. The three layer cake is the four hundred one k. This is like the scoop of ice cream. You know, you're at the birthday and they give you the obligatory scoop of ice cream next to your three layer cake. That's what this is. Um, but it's really just a mechanism to put away a lot more money and discriminate against your employees, which typically sounds bad, but they're typically going to receive some money of this. It's just a higher percentage is going to go to you, the business owner. Mm-hmm. And so the key with these is you got to contribute two out of five years worst case. So you can't just like dump a bunch of money in and then shut this thing down. The IRS does not like that. And they just hired 87,000 more people. So these are <laughs> like Philip said, like you said, you got to be seasoned. You got to know your business is somewhat predictable. And I know like going through COVID, that was a gut check and a checkpoint for a lot of business owners. I mean, we show a lot of business owners, these defined benefit plans. And now post COVID, they're just like, man, I don't know. I think my business is solid, but the whole world shut down. So yeah, there is yeah. that element to it of like, you got to have cash. You got to have cash flow. You're now money stuff is mostly taken care of. And you want to put away more than six figures a year for yourself. Uh, or for you and your spouse, if you're both in the business. And that's what the defined benefit plan does. The IRS essentially allows you to put up an additional $4 million a year is the limit that you can deduct. This is like IRA, 401k money, traditional pre-tax. You're taking the deduction now. You're going to pay tax on the money later. We can invest the money in anything you want. So if you don't want more mutual funds, or you want income guarantees, or you want life insurance, you know, to protect your estate. There's lots of different things we can put the money in. So it's very flexible in terms of that and allows us to put away, like I said, basically six figures to $4 million a year uh, for you and deduct it against your your taxes. So that's got to like mind blown some people like, wait, how much can we put away? So yeah, that's still something that you definitely want to reach out to. There's a conversation that need to be happening on that. So yeah, but I mean, you look at these companies, you know, like, Amazon and Costco, I mean, these fortune, you know, 100, 500 companies, these numbers aren't crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of big business out there and a lot of executives are are getting paid. And, and if you're running a company and your and your cash flow is, is moving up substantially, this is a great way to catch up for retirement too. Like if you're 55 and older and, you know, some mistakes happened in your business, you got divorced, whatever, you had eight kids that went to private school, (laughs) 
<laughs> and you paid for it. Like this is a mechanism that you can put away a ton of money in three to five years and really jack up your retirement. If that's a goal of yours, you know, on top of, or in addition to, you know, potentially selling your interest in the company, other assets that you may have, you know, all that different stuff. So it's a great thing um, if you've had mistakes along the way or a bumpy road in business and now you're hitting your stride, kind of the Colonel Sanders, if you will, you know, starting KFC, I think in the 70s. Um, it's kind of like this is a great thing for for those types of folks. And it's just a great thing if your just business is going well and you haven't had a bumpy road either, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. anyways. Okay. So we've covered a lot. <laughs> And I really do think it's good to know and understand all of these things. And so, what would we typically recommend people doing with their 401k as the employee or employer? What would you say? And I'm, I'll just tip my hand a little bit. Normally, we say, hey, just get the match. That's something that you can do. It seems like a very no-brainer thing. At the end of the day, we all have goals and dreams and aspirations. Uh, and so, it's just nice to diversify a little bit. You might as well get some money out of the deal. So, mm-hmm. if you put in 2%, you could match 2%. Or if, like, the company matches 4%, try to stretch yourself and put 4% in there. Now, all the other uncommon stuff that we can do. Now, if you have a really clear, uncommon path, there'll be times where we'll sometimes shut that off for a time. But at the end of the day, our normal recommendation is that you would at least get the match that your employee, no, employer, sorry, employer mm-hmm. is going to give. That's normally yeah. our recommendation. What else would we recommend normally? I think just in general, not even financially related of like, do this or do that. Just understand the plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, meet with a financial advisor, you know, it doesn't have to be us. Work with somebody if you don't understand it or start reading some blogs, ask HR, like just ask a lot of questions. Typically, there's like a document you can get that explains your plan uh, in the plan document. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like all the variables that you get. You know, it's like if you buy a new washer and dryer, they give you a little manual on what all the buttons do and settings. There, there's something like that for your 401k. And so whether you, if you don't understand, like go ask a parent or a mentor or a neighbor or a financial advisor, like just understand the provisions of the plan that you're in. And then, you know, know, if that's something you want to participate in. And then if you feel like money is super tight and you can't participate in a plan to get the match, like Philip's saying, then you probably need to work on your budget, you know, and that's Mm. our shameless plug for cube, but like you've got to get on a budget. And if the more you get on a budget and handle your now money, the more it allows you to put away for later money. Right. So that would kind of be my book answer. That's good. Then I would want to say just public service announcement. The fees inside of your 401k are probably more than you think they are. (laughs) Any 401k. Like I just feel like everybody's like, oh, my 401k is so inexpensive to invest in there. And chances are the things that you're seeing are inexpensive, but there's always more fees. shouldn't say always. Always or never. But there are usually more fees that are associated with investing in a 401k that you don't see. So there's yeah. a public service announcement. <laughs> um, yeah. And so how would you, if you wanted to really dive in on that, what's the, it's like 5,500 or something? What is Well, that? the 5,500 is a required tax filing document for a qualified plan. So if you are in a safe harbor 401k, this is more to the business owner. Um your 401k has to have a tax filing and our companies provide that. So it's not something you have to do or your accountant has to do like whoever, whoever we're hiring to do your 401k, they do that for us, for you. So Mm -hmm. that's all taken care of. 
Um, but the document that you're referring to that lays out the explanation of all fees is what's called a 408B2. And you can request that from the advisor on the 401k or HR or the business owner. They're legally required to give you that. Um, that's a fairly new thing in the last three to five years. And so uh, I often don't see them a lot and people don't know what to ask for, but that's what it is, is a 408B2. It's a federal regulation that requires all uh, retirement plans to have an explanation of all the fees. It's good. So, and I would say fees are coming down in general, like the fees over the last five to 10 years, I think are getting compressed because people are more aware there's more options out there. Um, so we do see the fees in general coming down, but I think to your point, you know, a lot of people think it's just free and it's, it's really not free. Um, right. And so anyways. Okay. So everything you needed to know about f- retirement plans. How you like me now? They okay. are a great tool uh, to are. build wealth. You know, in our five-star wealth article, it's the fifth point of the star. Uh, you know, for business owners, it's like your business, your home, uh, money in the bank, you know, and then typically like commercial real estate or some other asset that enhances your business typically. And then a retirement plan. Those are the five main ways we try to show a business owner how to build wealth at the same time. And so you kind of hear... Um, you know, the adage like, you know, most millionaires have six or seven streams of income. Well, that five point star covers five of them. Um, And so uh, that's kind of a way, this is like the book answer way to build wealth, give a benefit to your employees and, um, you know, continue to keep growing and profiting from your business. Good. Okay. So we've said it a couple of times this podcast. If you are overwhelmed or have any questions, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We know that your time is valuable and we really appreciate it. So you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks everybody. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.